Good morning and welcome. This will be episode, season four, episode 40. And it is October. And uh, we've been enjoying some cooler temperatures here. And, and uh, fall is in the air and we're starting to see that transition of the, of the fall time things going on and if you walk into the stores right now it's a little bit confusing because we have some we have some halloween and we have some christmas stuff already out seems like every year it keeps getting earlier and earlier and uh we're going to talk about a, a few things today and i never want to direct your behavior in any way it's my job to give you what God has for us. And it's always been my niche to try to put it in a perspective that is easy to understand. I know so many uh, preachers out there and they get up there and they try to talk so big and, and so bold and they're up there yelling and screaming and, and giving you all these things. I just want to talk to you. I just want to tell you what God's laid upon my heart. And it's, it's up to you to decide for yourself how that fits into your life. I give you the scriptures to back it up and, and you, can, you can see for yourself. God allows us to choose. We can choose whether we accept him or whether we don't. We can choose if we want to follow his commandments and what he tells us to do or we cannot. And who is me to do anything different than follow the same example that God has given us. So, there's where we're at today. Now, we live in a, a time where we're in this cancel culture. So, if there's something that we don't like, we are offended by, that we try to eliminate it. We try to get a bunch of people on board with it. And do away with it, you know, whether it be a statue, whether it be a name, whether it be a something from history. And we see that more and more each day. And I don't want to be trendy. I don't want you to jump on board because everyone else is doing it. I want you to jump on board because that's where God is leading you. I don't care about being popular. You see, I don't throw my name all over this podcast. I don't post it on the big sign that you see going down the road because it's not about me. I'm just that silent voice that God uses. It's not about me. It's about him. I'm his servant. I'm his tool. The truth the word, that's what you need to receive. That's what needs to be the most important. Let's start off with a, a little bit of that word in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. 
If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. These are the things which have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace shall be with you. We have to filter everything that we do through the Word of God. You know, I ask myself, it's, we're so quickly to, to cancel things that we don't like. But when it comes to God, how quickly are we to cancel something that goes against Him or His beliefs or what we've always done? Yeah, that's been one of the biggest challenges when you're starting a church or taking over a church. You know, I started with something here that already had some foundation to it. So when you're, you're taking over something and you're trying to, to mold it, and you have new ideas and God is leading you in a certain way, one of the biggest oppositions you face is the resistance to change. Because that is the way that we've always done it. That wall has always been white. Why are you painting it blue? That's always sat in the corner. Why are you changing it? And like God, which has purpose, I try to have purpose in everything that I do. So when we have a big statue of an angel sitting in the corner and I take it away and they say, why? Well, it's not because I don't like it. It's not because it's my personal preference. It's because the word of God tells us that we do not need to have images of things that are in heaven here on earth. And uh, that would be a representation of something that is in heaven. Angels are, are fine and dandy, and that's one of God's creations, and they have purpose, but they're not part of our worship. Our worship is about God. It is about Jesus. It's about each other. And we don't need to be throwing in a bunch of extra stuff when we can't even get the core stuff down. But when you have resistance, even though if you have a, a good purpose for doing something, there's always that resistance because that's the way we've always done it. It's always been there. And I don't like change. I like things to stay the same. We resist change. You know, as we go and we study the Word of God, we get better because we learn more. More and more pieces fit together. So at some points during our journey, we're going to realize that we might have not had things quite right. We may have to go back and reevaluate and change our opinion on things because now we have more information to work with. God has unlocked more stuff for us. We have a higher level of understanding. We better know who God is. So we, we build upon it.
And that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. And it's all right to say, hey, I had that wrong. But moving forward, we're going to change that. We're going to do it the right way. And for many of us, we've had certain ways. We are brought up a certain way. We've been taught a certain way. And if that way has some fault into it, we're going to continue to keep doing it because we don't know no better. Because do we really take enough time to really study, to really pray, to really understand what God is trying to tell us? And for many of us, the answer is no. And then another thing is, is that we do not want to hear that we're wrong. We don't want to hear that we're wrong. Nobody likes to be wrong. And we will fight whoever it says that we are because we want to be right. We don't want to lose. We want that victory of being correct. And we will twist it in our own minds and we will twist the facts and we will shout and try to get louder. And guess what we do whenever we're trying to prove a point and we don't have the, the ammunition, we don't have the facts. We take and we just get louder. We think we can just overpower, over-intimidate, and we can just push our truth, make it a truth because we say so, because we want it to be so, so much. And so we do that. And then we, we don't want to change because a lot of times we like the way things are. Well, I liked it when that wall was white. I like that statue in the corner. I like these different things. They bring me joy. And after all, isn't my feelings the most important thing? Isn't my happiness the most important thing? And if it makes me happy, how can that be wrong? God is not concerned about your feelings. God is concerned about your relationship with him. God is concerned about you becoming the person you are intended to be. To have that expected in. And sometimes we're going to have to be uncomfortable. Sometimes we're going to have to be in a stretched. Sometimes we are going to have to do difficult things. Anything worthwhile is going to take some hard work, some dedication, and some sacrifice. If you want to lose that weight, you've got to diet. You've got to exercise. You've got to put in the work. But the result is a healthier, better body. If you're going to build that business, you've got to put in the hours. You've got to put in the sweat. You've got to do the research. You've got to put in all the, the work. You've got to build the relationship. You've got to do all these steps. But in the end, you're building something that's going to provide you with provision, provide you with something to pass down. You are building something for yourself, but it takes a lot of hard work. And it's the same thing with God. Sometimes we have to give up things that we think are important, that we think that we enjoy so much and just can't live without. But in the process, we are actually gaining something much, much more. So... Uh, October, start of fall, and at the end of the month, we have a, a celebration we know as, as Halloween. And many times we get the question, it says, should Christians celebrate Halloween? And again, not trying to persuade you one way or the other, not trying to be controversial, not trying, just trying to get you to think. 
Just trying to get you to dive into the Word and make your own decisions. God gives you free will. God gives you the choice. I'm just trying to give you the facts. So, we can't just go to a, a topical index of the Bible and look it up because there was no such thing during the time that the word was penned. This is a relatively modern tradition. In fact, the word doesn't speak to to holidays at all. All the traditional holidays that we celebrate today wasn't a thing. And in fact, we have like Christmas where we celebrate the, the birth of Jesus Christ. And we, we do not have any conditions from Jesus that we need to do this. Jesus never told us to celebrate his birth. He gives us the, the bread and the wine. He says, do this, Holy Communion. Do this in remembrance of me. God tells us to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But nothing about Valentine's Day, nothing about Christmas, nothing about the Easter Bunny, nothing about Halloween, and any other of these smorgasbords of celebrations that we decide to indulge in. Now, just because it's not pinned down doesn't mean that it's against God. Doesn't mean that God's against it. But we do have to look. We do have to look at the Word. We do have to look through those Jesus glasses and we have to see what his thoughts are on the process. See, just because it's not here in topic, just because it's not here written, and we can't just flip to it and find that particular word we're looking for, doesn't mean our answers are not here, because they are. This word of God, our Holy Bible, covers everything that we need to know. And we have to look at the Spirit of God. Why it's so important to know about God, know who He is and what He expects of us and why everything God does has purpose. So we can look at that. Ephesians 5 and 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So, one thing we need to look at is the works. What does it accomplish? What does it do? Are we, is it doing something that's beneficial? Is it furthering the kingdom of heaven? 2 Timothy, Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love, and of sound mind. Okay, so, for many of us, 
We see the date pop up on the calendar, and it's something that we participated in as, as children, and that we've never really given it up. It's a multi-billion dollar holiday, which means every year, cumulatively, us people of the United States of America spend billions of dollars in decorations, costumes, candies to celebrate this holiday. And as you, you walk through the, the store, if you go through Home Depot or, or Lowe's and you see up front in their seasonal item, they have all these things set up. And you look at the prices of these things and it's just amazing how quickly you can rack up a whole bunch of expense to turn your yard into, into what? Halloween, like most holidays, was born out of pagan traditions. We take some from the, the Celtic traditions. We take some from German traditions. And over the years, it's been brought over to this country and changed a bit and morphed into what we, we see today. There was aggression and begging by force. That's where we get the idea of treat or trick. Where if you, the landowners, the, the bosses, so to speak, if they were not willing to give over certain items that they could face wrath, from their underlings and they would put out a feast of food and fruits and vegetables for them to, to pick from and enjoy. That's where we get the idea from of going from place to place and, and asking for these things. And just because something started as something not so nice. It doesn't mean it can't morph into something, that we can't change it and modify it. But we have to look at what we have today. It doesn't matter where it came from, but what we're doing today with it and how that reflects God. So when we think about this tradition, what comes to mind? We set up haunted houses. We dress up in scary costumes. We try to scare people. There's images of violence and of fright and of gore. We're trying to invoke a feeling and that is a feeling of fear. When they set up a haunted house and you walk through it, you're, they're wanting to build anxiety, suspense, tension 
all the cousins of, of fear. But God tells us that I have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. So when you're walking through, are you feeling love? Are you feeling powerful? Are you feeling a sound mind? And of course, the answer would be no. We're feeling that fear and anxiety. And whether we're experiencing that or we're placing it upon others. We set these things up in hopes that someone will walk by and get a fright, get a jump. And we experience joy from their displeasure. Does that sound godly to you? And the answer should be no. What brought this on is that I've seen some one that was talking about some new movie that's Halloween related that's directed towards the children and that the ideas that it places before them. These ideas of darkness, these ideas of these, this mythical power, stealing of souls. And the woman talking about it, she was troubled by these things because she's fearful because what is this doing to our, our children? Now the kicker was this video was passed on secondhand because there was another person that was displaying it and she was making a mockery of it, talking like this woman is just crazy because she's saying all these things. You know, it's just another one of these religious nuts and they're just trying to make something out of nothing. But is she? And how many of us are willing to be called a religious nut. How many of us are willing to stand up and go against the grain, go against tradition, go against what everybody else is doing, what everyone else is saying okay and saying, no, that's not what my God wants. And I'm going to stand up for God and I am going to stand up for what is right and I'm going to turn against it. See, that's hard for many of us because... We face the challenges of wanting to fit in and, of course, not be different. So we just go along with the masses. And because of this, this is one reason why that the world is in such a state today because there's not enough of us that's willing to stand up and say, no more. But it is so correct. Especially when we don't have a strong foundation. We talk about the armor of God and how if we are even wearing it, if we have a little crack in it, that some bad stuff can get in. But many of us are not even putting it on. We are walking around this world totally unprotected. We don't know what's right and wrong because we haven't taken the time to, to learn it. And if it's just not what's in our face, what the media, what the world tells us is right, that's just what we go with. 
So we have these children that have been indoctrinated by the world that's not being taught the Word of God. And they do see these things and they take it in and they absorb it and they have no way to battle it off. You know, it's my hope that if we, as Christians, if we have a strong foundation, if we see these things, we say, no, that is not right. And I commend this woman that she has enough armor on and enough knowledge to say, wait a second, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what's going on and I'm not going to be a part of it. But what category do most of us fall into? The one that's making fun of or the one that's standing up for God? When we look at the world, we can clearly see the answer to that. We go with the world. And for many of us, you probably didn't turn this off now because you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it because this is something that you enjoy. It's something that you look forward to. You're one of the ones that spend the billions of dollars each year to be able to do all these things. You find it fun and you got, well, who's it hurting? Well, maybe it's not hurting you. But are you being a good example? What's a better example? The one that goes with the flow or the one that stands up for God? Is that one day or one month or whatever you, you, you do, is it worth what you're losing for the kingdom of heaven? You know, nobody ever asks why you like it so much, but if you don't go with the flow and you stand out and you're different, people are going to ask, well, why is it? Why are you like that? And then you can tell them it's because God don't like it. And I want to go with what God says. And this filter, it works for everything. We can look at Thanksgiving because we got a everything that's been around for a while. It has its roots in paganism, including Christmas. But we have to look at what it is today and what it represents. We think about Thanksgiving. We think about gathering. We think about family. We think about giving thanks. And we can look at the Word of God and family, love, thanksgiving. These are all topics that God tells us to be familiar with. And Christmas, we can kind of split that down the middle or maybe even a, a 60-40 or a 30 split because it's moving further and further away from God. There's still some in it and we can still represent God with it. We can still show love 
goodwill, peace, all the things that God represents, but there's also a lot of the world that's being mixed in it too. And then again, I'm not trying to cancel Halloween. I'm trying to make you think. I'm trying to make you consider. And I will ride down the road and when I see your yard decorated, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to probably say, hey, that's pretty cool. But I'm not going to do it myself. It's all of our own individual choices. And we need to realize that as well. There's another lesson that we can take from this today. Because so many times, Christians, Christians, I'm talking to you right now, we try to force our will upon others. And we've done it so much throughout history that we've made a mockery of ourselves and a mockery of the church. Because we're not properly armed, we're not acting right ourselves, and we expect people to act and do and be just like us. Well, first of all, we're not a good example. Second of all, that's not the way things work. We're supposed to take and use God's playbook. We're supposed to use the playbook that Jesus used when he worked on here and not be forceful, not be hypocritical. And that's exactly what we do today. It's all about our choices. And we should be able to respect each other's choices. Where it comes to what we celebrate, religion, how we dress. We don't have to agree, but we also don't have to fight over it either. We can be good examples by living our lives in a godly way, by speaking godly truths, taking our opinions out of it, taking our feelings out of it, and just going by the book of God. Take the time to teach. Take the time to teach. There's already there's so much of it. So when these topics come up, it's a good time to, you know, say, hey, you know, this is not real. This is just fiction. This is for fun. But God tells us that we're not to be scared. That we're not to have fear. God tells us is this. Everything can be a teaching moment. We don't have to isolate ourselves in a bubble. But we do have to, to teach. And we have to know first what we're teaching. And make sure it's factual. Not our opinions. And not occupied by our opinions. <laughs>